Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty, back from his honeymoon, coming in hot. Ooh. And the Cowboys season went out cold last night. It's over in just one game. And I hate to be the guy to say that because I feel bad for Dak, but that team looked awful to begin with when Dak was on the field getting beat up by the Tampa Bay Bucks. Sometimes that's just one game. That wasn't it yesterday. There are a lot of holes. There are a lot of problems. And now the quarterback's out for eight weeks. Yeah. In the words of Ron Burgundy from Anchorman, that escalated quickly. Yes, it did. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> and now you're talking about your quarterback being left with one arm because he injures his throwing hand and has to have surgery on it. That's going to keep him out a couple of months. So it's not a good situation for the Cowboys. But here's the thing, Carlin. That's not the only problem that the Dallas Cowboys had. By far, it's They not. got whooped up front. Their offensive line is a shell of what it was a few years ago. I mean, Tyron Smith injury, we knew that was going to be a factor, but also Connor Williams' departure in free agency, not to mention cutting Lyle Collins because he was a cap casualty. And then you lose Connor McGovern in that game yesterday in the first half. I don't know how this offensive line recovers, man. I mean, Tyler Smith, you can tell he's a fish out of water. He's still swimming, trying to get up to speed on the pro game. Their rookie first-round pick. You saw Terrence Steele at right tackle. The game looked too big for him. He had a couple of procedural penalties, some pre-snap gaffes. And then, of course, your skill position core, your wide receivers in particular, not being able to make it happen. CeeDee Lamb is a first-round pick, Carlin. The guy had two catches on 11 targets. He was a ghost for that game. They've got to be better. Ezekiel Elliott, nothing to write home about in his production last night. Tony Pollard, an absolute liability in pass protection. You can't keep him on the field in certain situations. So beyond the issues at quarterback, how does this offense get better? I don't see it. I don't know that it's even possible. Well, Stephen Jones, executive vice president on 105.3 The Fan today, thinks it's kind of on the wide receivers. Well, I think we've certainly got to step up and, and do better. And that's a, those uh, the passing game goes hand in hand, the quarterback and the receivers. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, we've, we've got to be better there. I mean, CD's got to, uh, you know, He's got to improve and and work his way into being the number one receiver we think we can. The ship be sinking, all right? <laughs> Let's be clear. The ship be sinking. And if you're Stephen Jones, you want to call out the wide receiver today, that's fine. He had 11 targets and two catches. Not a good percentage from what I know. Not a math guy, really, but I'm pretty sure that's not good. And then... But hold on, hold on. Let's, let, let's, let's stop the conversation right there, Carlin. Because you made the decision to trade Amari Cooper yeah. this offseason. You said, you know what, the $20 million a year, you're not worth what we're paying you. And that's essentially the going rate for number one ride receivers in the NFL. But if you make that decision to move on from Amari Cooper, you better damn well know that CeeDee Lamb is ready to step in that role as a number yep. one receiver. And he did not show that at last better be game, right. And that was disappointing to see. Yeah, and you better be right. And, and they weren't right. What, what, they, what they looked like is a team that overestimated their roster. And that is a troubling 
development after just week one. But as far as the Cow- the Cowboys trying to replace Dak, well, Stephen Jones says all options are on the table. That's cute. I mean, obviously it's early on a Monday, and uh, certainly we'll be uh, uh, evaluating all uh, all options. And uh, uh, but uh, certainly Cooper stepped in and did a great job for us last year when when Dak was uh, had to sit out a game and. Uh, you know, he knows the system. Will Greer knows the system. And uh, we've just got to go out and execute and, and play well. And uh, certainly we didn't do it to, uh, to a standard that we need to do it to. Will Greer and Cooper Rush, that's what we're talking about. By the way, probably should have gotten a better backup quarterback. Oh, not that you had the money to do it in the first place. Yeah, how are you getting a better backup quarterback when you didn't have the money to keep Lyle Collins? Yeah. You couldn't retain Connor Williams. You could you had to trade away Amari Cooper and oh by the way, you couldn't resign Randy Gregory. Where is the money coming from to invest in a backup quarterback? A quality backup quarterback that could be the difference in your team staying afloat this offseason. And don't think for Stop a second. It. Stop yourself. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you can just go out and trade for Jimmy G right now, or you can go out and trade for Tyler Huntley right now. The 49ers are not trading Jimmy G because of their situation with Trey Lance. They need more information. The Ravens are not trading away Tyler Huntley. Why? Because Lamar Jackson could get hurt because he's running a lot. There is not a backup quarterback that you can trade for right now who is going to do anything that will save your season. Your season is shot, and if you listen to Mike Tannenbaum, he explains why you shouldn't be doing that. I would go out and I would sign a free agent if I was the Cowboys. I would not give up another draft choice because I think for them, they're on the outside looking in, and maybe they could steal a game or two here with Cooper Rush. But, yeah, Chris, I, I think this the, it's a really tough road for them to hoe right now, and I wouldn't give up a second or a third-round pick for someone like Jimmy G or Tyler Huntley because – I think right now it's just really hard for them to control the line scrimmage. Yeah, and they're going to need all the picks they can get in the next couple of years to fix their other big, big problems. Yeah, I mean, depth is a concern all over this roster, and you need draft picks. You can't just go out and sign free agents and have the most expensive free agent class every single offseason. So you're going to have to hit on a lot of draft picks. Now, good on them. They got Will McClay as their senior personnel director, and he's good at buying the groceries. If Jerry Jerry Jones stays out of his way, he's good at making, he's good at selecting players in the draft. So you want to let him have as much ammunition as you possibly can. But I'm with Mike Tannenbaum. I'm not trading for a quarterback, and I don't necessarily know that I got to go out and sign a guy that's off the street. You know why, Carlin? Because I don't want to throw good money after bad. This team is not capable of overcoming the deficiencies with a a middle-of-the-road quarterback. They're just not, okay? But you can't even get middle-of-the-road right now. But that's my point, Carlin. <laughs> Based on what's available out there yeah. in the marketplace, either via trade or in, in free even agency, th- there's nobody that's going to overcome the problems that we saw the first three-and-a-half quarters for the Dallas Cowboys. Hell, Dak Prescott, the $40 million-a-year quarterback, the guy that, according to a survey Jeremy Fowler did before the season, was a top-ten quarterback? That guy wasn't able to overcome the problems that the Cowboys had. Carlin, they scored a grand total of three points before Dak Prescott got knocked out of the game with five and a half left in the fourth quarter. So if Dak Prescott can't figure it out, what makes you think Cooper Rush, Will Greer, or anybody else the Cowboys get to play quarterback now is going to be able to figure it out? The best thing that they can do 
is dance with the girl that brought him, ride with Cooper Rush, see if he can keep you afloat, hope the defense rounds into form and becomes dominant because that's the only chance you have of being able to salvage this season until Dak Prescott gets back. So let's recap. Your offensive line stinks. Yes. Your weapons are not very good. Yes. Ezekiel Elliott's taken up $18 million on your cap, Ooh. and he's a shell of himself. Yes. Even though everybody's telling us that he's in the best shape of his life. Yeah, everybody wants to play Tony Pollard, but he's a liability in pass protection. He cannot pass protect to save his life. Yep. The quarterback got hurt, but even before that wasn't very good, and frankly did not get a lot of help. Uh, what's left? Oh, we didn't even mention the fact that the defense had the ball run down their throats. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, a little around the horn. Yeah, I'm scoring some points here. Because this is bad. Yo, you're it's doing. Not you're you're scoring more points than the Dallas Cowboys offense did last night. I think I that's just for, did. That's for damn sure. I think I just did. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I felt like coming into this year, the defense had to be the identity of the team because they had the best player on the team. That's Michael Parsons. If that defense can't pitch the equivalent of a shutout in today's modern NFL, if they can't hold teams to 17 points or less, then the Dallas Cowboys are going to struggle to win football games. Here's the other thing, Carlin. I think the Dallas Cowboys will struggle to stay out of the cellar of the NFC East. Oh, yeah. And I know that's saying a lot, but based on what we saw from the other teams in the division yesterday, I- I'm not sure that the Cowboys can climb out of a better position than they are already in right now going into week two, which is at the bottom of the NFC East. I'd start tanking for Will Anderson myself. That's just me. It's a guy you need. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. There was one coaching decision from week one that, Absolutely nobody understood. You'll hear all about it next. We're presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Five turnovers in that game of Joe Burrow, but they had to fight and scrap and get into overtime uh, to get a win and, frankly, had other opportunities to win it, and both teams tried to hand it away. That was a bizarre game yesterday. Can I ask you this question? With the defense generating five turnovers in regulation, 
do we blame the offense for not wrapping yes. that game up and <laughs> unfortunately leading to T.J. Watt potentially being lost for the season because of the overtime injury? Chris, if you is it have, fa- Is it fair to do that? Yes, it is. Okay. I was just it's curious. It's five turnovers. You should never go to overtime when the ball is turned over to you five times. The interception that T.J. Watt made at the line of scrimmage, I mean, that, that guy is unbelievable, Carlin. <laughs> He's a game wrecker. And to, to potentially lose him... For the entire season, the latest you're talking time. about the identity of the team completely changing. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Adam Schefter tweeted this earlier today that T.J. Watt is getting a second and third opinion on his torn pec. If he needs surgery, he's done for the year. If he does not, he could potentially return. But when you're getting a second and third opinion, you're not getting it off of good news. No. The doc is not saying to you, you know what, you're good. Eh, let me go get a second opinion. No, you're not doing that. No, it's like when you go to different people to get the answer you want, right? When you have kids, they go to one parent and they tell them one thing. Then you try to go to the other parent to get them to tell them something different. That's what happens, Carlin. He's not getting the news that he wants on the initial report. Let's get a second and third opinion. Maybe I can rehab it and get back and still be available to play. But, Carlin, the reality is that when this dude came to the sideline in overtime, you could see it based on the camera shot, what he was mouthing to the training staff. Yeah. He told him he tore his pec. There was no doubt on what he did. I tore my pec before, had to have shoulder reconstruction. You're going to be out for a year. That's yeah. just what it is. And it's unfortunate because T.J. Watt is one of the very best defensive players in the entire league. You're talking about the guy that led the league in sacks in back-to-back years and got defensive player of the year with 22-and-a-half sacks, tying the single-season sack record. This dude is a monster. Nobody took a dive for him. This dude is a monster, man. And, And it's just one of those things that's unfortunate because we've talked about the struggles that the Steelers have had on offense yesterday. If you're able to wrap that game up in the four quarters that you had to play, Maybe we're talking about T.J. Watt being available for your team moving forward and not getting injured in overtime. So while you were away, there was a uh, strange situation prior to Scott Frost getting fired. Uh, Nebraska played Northwestern over in Ireland, Mm -hmm. and Scott Frost, with a lead in the third quarter, opted to go for an onside kick, which really was (laughs) not good. And Brock Heward, formerly of ESPN, now of Fox, was on the call of the game, and this was his reaction. I don't know about that. So that got myself and our producer Evan Wilner to thinking, maybe weekly we should have the coach's decision that elicits that sort of a response. Canty and Carlin. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Yeah, we got that from Zach Taylor yesterday. A couple of times, but one in particular, and that was, in overtime, the Bengals have the football at the Pittsburgh 38. Joe Burrow gets sacked. Clock is running. They punt the football away, but they didn't run the clock all the way down. He got sacked with 134. They could have run it down all the way. To 50 seconds left, mm-hmm. he punted it away with 13 seconds on the play clock. 13. How does that make any sense, Carlin? It makes none. And it gave them 13 extra seconds to get into field goal range, and that led to Chris Boswell's game-winning 53-yard field goal. Which he kicked as time was expiring. Yeah.
Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. No, I do know about that. That's bad ball. <laughs> that That is bad game management, Carlin. I mean, that's that's right up there with some of the gaffes that we've seen from Mike McCarthy. You just can't let that happen. At, at that point in the game, there's a little over a minute left. A tie is absolutely on the board if you're punting the football away. You're, you're punting the ball from midfield. So taking the delay a game and letting the play clock run all the way down and losing five yards is not the worst thing in the world, Carlin. It's just not. So I don't understand why your punt team is in such a rush to get the punt off when you can run down time and leave, I'm sorry, the Mitch Trubisky-led Pittsburgh Steelers offense less time to mount a drive that can put them in Chris Boswell range. Well, here is Taylor today. Give him credit. He took full responsibility. He snapped her 13 seconds. I understand that. Trust me. It's, we would rather do something different. Um, but, again, just trying to make sure the operation ran smoothly. Um, it turned out that we sacrificed some seconds just to make sure that we were all on the same page there. Yeah, listen. Well, you, listen, you can talk about the operation running smoothly, but there's nothing against taking a delay a game penalty and giving your operation more time. Well, here's what he was worried about. That's after Clark Harris had gotten hurt, their long snapper. No, I understand. It doesn't matter. No, I understand. He's still dead wrong. But I understand that, but you still had the issue on the field goal, and you saw that that front and center on the PAT at the end of regulation, yeah, which Mika Fitzpatrick is, blocked. My, my point is that is poor management by the coach. That is poor management by the coach well, here, because here's, what here's you the thing. Here's the thing. True. Here's the thing, Carlin. Which is harder, snapping the ball, knowing that you got the play caught running down and you're trying to milk it all the way down to one, or snapping the ball when you got a 40-second play clock after a dead ball penalty? Hmm. I'm sorry. I think your, 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 your punter, your long snapper, the operation can run a lot smoother with a fresh play clock yeah. knowing that you got a full 40 seconds or 25 seconds, whatever it is, after a delay of game penalty to snap the ball away. It's oh. easier under those circumstances <laughs> than with the running clock. All you did was give the backup long snapper a chance to sail it over his head and give them more time on the clock. It makes no sense to me, man. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it really... you, can't, you can't defend it. I get Zach Taylor's trying to defend his special teams coach and all of his players, but that's an indefensible game management situation. He also admitted that he should have challenged the catch that would have been uh, made for a touchdown by Jamar Chase. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, there, there, he didn't he should, do that either. He should have challenged it. Yeah, That's what it comes down to. In that situation, he should have challenged it. Now, it turns out that Jamar Chase bailed him out at the end of it anyway. Yeah. But that was one of those plays that he absolutely should have challenged. And, oh, by the way, the the, the touchdown grab that wasn't in the end zone by Jamar Chase, the one-hander, Yeah, I mean, Chris, abs- absolutely spectacular. Chris, he's the best receiver in the game. He's I don't the, care. He's the best Justin receiver Jer- in football. Justin Jefferson's awesome. Jamar Chase is just a little he's, bit better. He's better. He's better. <laughs> he's better. He's better. Jamar Chase is so good. And I do know about that. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Your chance here to get in with your biggest takeaways from week one in the NFL. If you're a Cowboy fan, we want to hear from you, especially if you're just sitting in the dark right now. Let's just say you got a beer in your hand and the door's locked. Maybe you're listening. Maybe you're watching on ESPN+. Plus. We're here for you. Yeah, we're here for you. We're here to comfort and uh, just want to hear what you're feeling. That's yeah. all. Give you an outlet to express your feelings so you don't do that somewhere else where you shouldn't. Exactly. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Listen, that was one of the worst things that we saw in week one. But luckily, 
It wasn't the only one. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you five more things that were absolutely atrocious in week one after Canty has this from FanDuel. Kick off football season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY to get in on the action. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't fumble the bag or your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You can stay tuned to the show if you're interested in making money, but that's only an if, you know, honestly. Up to you. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Who, who doesn't want to make some extra money? I don't know. You never know. People uh, have their different picadillos, you know? Some people don't, they're not interested or driven by money at all. I don't understand. I, I don't know those I kind don't of get people. Them. I don't know. There are no type of, that type of person does not exist in my sphere. No, I, I think they're called communists. But, <laughs> but, but no, I, if you want to make money, yeah. we've got a nice little uh, parlay we were discussing for you for today's play of the day coming up. In, Let's just call it what it is, Carlin. It's free money. It is free we're, money. We're, like, we're, we're giving away free money on the show. That's essentially what we're doing with this parlay that we put together. Once again, Chris, you have crystallized my thoughts. There we go. It is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. So, earlier in the show, you heard Canty's top five things that he saw this weekend. So, naturally, me, being the negative one, I got to deliver the bottom five. Here's Carlin with the bottom five. I don't have an honorable mention like you did, (laughs) although I probably could if I wanted to. Oh, yeah. There was plenty of bad to go around for week one. Well, number five is something that we have discussed quite a bit. Number five. The Cowboys offensive line. (laughs) That was get away from the injury, get away from everything else, the skill positions, get away from their defense getting gashed and run. The Cowboy offensive line is a major, major problem. Pick and snaps. You look at how much Dak had little time to throw the football yesterday. How many times he threw it off his back foot, backpedaling, trying to get away. That was alarming. And that, to me, is the biggest takeaway from that game. And 
probably the worst aspect of it if I'm looking forward and trying to figure out how I'm going to fix this team. Number yeah. four. Oh, sorry. No, go for it. Go no, for it. please. I interrupted your list. I'm not going to do that. Continue. Okay. Number four is the Rams offensive line. Oh, God. We, listen, I didn't see it yesterday. But we saw it on Thursday night. Little Birdie told me Joe Joe Noteboom isn't exactly 100% either right now. Yeah, I loved your tweet, not boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should just quit at that point. But anyway, uh, Brian Allen, I, just in talking to people before the season, and Amber and I discussed this the other day, he is the one guy that they could not afford to lose. The Rams offensive line, look at the depth behind it. Remember the old blank them picks? Yeah. Well, them picks is blanking you right now. No Because you don't have any depth whatsoever on that offensive line, and you're kind of screwed. That is number four, and that is something that could really escalate here in the coming weeks for the Rams. Number three. Derek Carr. Mm. Three picks, dude? Come on, man. I'm backing you up. I'm pumping you up. I'm saying that you could be in the mix for MVP, and you go out there and you throw three picks against the Chargers? I know they're better. I know they're, especially on the defensive side, but if you're Derek Carr off of a season like last year when you were getting lauded for just being able to keep that situation afloat in in an area where it's just completely untenable, that's awful. You can't have a performance like that in week one. There's no margin for error when it comes to quarterback play in that division because one can make the argument that Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in that division. Oh, you can absolutely make that argument, and he can't afford ever to play like it. And he did yesterday. Number two. This is going to surprise you a little bit. The Atlanta Falcons. No, it ain't. You ready for I, this? I watched the game. You ready You ready for this number? What's up? Since 2020, since the beginning of 2020, teams across the NFL, other than the Falcons, who have had a 15-point fourth-quarter lead or more, have lost two games. The Atlanta Falcons have lost three. (laughs) Falcons go to Falcon, baby. Holy cow. That Super Bowl 51 hangover is still real. (laughs) It really is. It's like that was the crescendo, and they're still coming down from Everest, and they hit a little bump on the way down every time. I don't understand why this team cannot close it out because you watch some of that game and you can make the argument there were times during that game they deserved to win a game. Carlin, they had a 16-point lead and they were driving until that Marcus Mariota fumble. Yes. That really changed everything for the New Orleans Saints. And I, listen, I'm not a Saints guy, so I'm not going to make the Falcons' performance out to be more than it was, but it was more than good enough to win that game. No doubt. And that was awful. Wow. Number one. It really pains me to say this. Say it. Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Oh. After the game, letting the young receivers have it, really getting after it. It's funny. You know, you're off taking ayahuasca in Peru (laughs) instead of going to OTAs. You know, maybe Romeo Dobbs could have used you chucking the ball to him as opposed to your spiritual adventure. Yeah, maybe instead of the Pancha Karma cleanse, you go to OTAs and try to throw a few passes to Christian Watson so he's used to catching deep balls from you. Yes, when yeah. he's wide open. Yeah. And, and that, to me, 
symbolized what Aaron Rodgers' day was going to be right off the bat yesterday. Oh, yeah, when he made that face after Watson dropped that pass, like you knew it was going to be one of those days. And you also know that he ain't got as much patience as he's trying to portray when it comes to this young receiving core. You listen to this, and you tell me what your BS meter registers at. Look, we got to have patience with those guys. They're young. You know, they haven't been in the in the fire. Now, that patience will be thinner as the season goes on, but uh, <laughs> the expectation will be high. So we'll keep them accountable, but it's going to happen. It's going to be drops. Hate to see it on the first play, but there's – it's part of it. It's going to be drops throughout the season. You know whose patience ran thin? Devontae Adams. Yeah. Over the last couple of years with Aaron Rodgers pouting because the organization drafted Jordan Love. And you know what he said? Because Aaron Rodgers was threatening to retire and all this other nonsense, I'll go play with the lesser quarterback in Derek Carr a little bit closer to home just because there's no question about whether or not the guy that's under center wants to keep playing football because I'm also concerned about what happens to me as an individual trying to make a push for the Hall of Fame. I don't know that I'm going to be able to do that because Aaron Rodgers keeps threatening to retire, throwing a tantrum with the Green Bay Packers organization. And remember, the Packers offered more little money. more money. little yeah. more money. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Listen, as I said... I can't make you do it. All I'm going to tell you is, if you're interested in making money, you may want to hang around. That's all. Because we've got our play of the night, and I kind of like it, to tell you the truth. And Canty, early returns, he's a fan. We'll get you ready for Monday Night Football. Here's a hint. It involves Monday Night Football. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. It's on time! This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Brian Dayball is just being lauded around the NFL for his choice to go after it for a two-point conversion yesterday with the Giants, and they end up winning 21-20 against the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. And look, it was a gutty move on his part. I give him a lot of credit, and he deserves it. And I think that he, whether it was knowingly or not, probably unknowingly, not just in going for it there, but also ripping up his quarterback somewhat publicly on the sideline for what happened uh, with a bad interception in the end zone. He bought himself a little bit of goodwill from the fan base for doing that because things are going to get bumpy here. I'm not under the illusion that the Giants are more than they truly are. Yesterday was sure. a nice day. No, yesterday was a good day. And the fact that the offensive line and defensive line stepped up and were a big part of why they were able to win – I think that's a good sign because 
Giants fans know this well. When this team is competing for championships, they're really strong on the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball. So them investing in the offensive line over the last several years, including drafting Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal, that paid dividends. You saw that in the run game. Guys were able to get a hat on a hat, and they were able to rush the ball for over 200 yards. That's a great sign. Also, their defensive front, being able to hold Derrick Henry under 100 yards, another good sign. So, again, those are all things that we have to appreciate about where the Giants are at. But then overall, the aggressiveness, the attitude that Brian Daybold and the staff coached the game with, I think that's something that the players in the locker room are going to respond to, Carlin, because you can preach all of these different philosophies, but players want to see you put your money where your mouth is. And when you talk about being an aggressive outfit and then going for the win on the road, that's going to give Brian Dayball some credibility, some cachet when it comes to having the ear of those guys in the locker room. Here's what I can't take. Kadarius Tony complaining about his playing time yesterday oh. after a win. So what, he, he only got, what, seven plays? Seven plays, zero yeah. targets. He did have a rush attempt, he had a rush attempt for 19 yards. Yeah. And then he had the, the gadget play that was designed for him where – because he's a former quarterback, had the opportunity to throw it to one of the receivers, but the backside safety for the Titans was able to stay in the middle of the field, took away the throw. Kadarius Turney turned it into a four-yard game, which it could have been a huge negative. So I just don't understand what there is to be gained by coming out and complaining about your role after such an emotional win on an emotional day for your team. Here's what I really don't get either. If you don't want to be here, I mean, remember in the offseason – there was a day or two where they were talking about trading him. Yeah. And this is not a guy that's been here very long. And, and we this know is not a regime that drafted him either. No. I, my prediction is Kadarius Tony will not be on this team by the middle of the season. I think he'll be gone by the deadline. Oh, you stuck around. Good move on your part. Good move on your part. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. <laughs> What? Yo, I'm laughing because of the text message yeah. that Evan Wilner, our producer, sent us in the group chat with Russell Wilson and one of the Golden Girls, <laughs> essentially wearing the same outfit that Russ walked into the stadium tonight with yeah. for Monday Night Football. And I'm trying to figure out who wore it better. Yeah. Because right now, they're, they're neck and neck. I don't know. Jimmy Trainer from Sports Illustrated put that one out there. It was Russell Wilson wearing a powder blue sheen tuxedo jacket a tuxedo shirt and a bow tie so wearing full-on tux and then there's a picture of b arthur in a lovely similar shade of powder blue with the finer sheen to it i'd have to go b <laughs> arthur on this one that's just me all i'm, all I'm simply saying is they just showed it all on the stream on e plus and watching Russell Wilson walk, all I can hear is the theme from Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> that's, all, that's, all, that's all I can hear. <laughs> that's all I can hear. <laughs> I'm going to look up and Rue McClanahan's right behind him. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't understand what possesses a guy to decide that this is the outfit that I'm going to wear going back to Seattle. Like, he looks through his closet, and he says, points to this tuxedo and says, I'm going to kill him with this one. They ain't going to see this outfit coming. I got him. This is going to be fire. People going to love it. There's no way you look at that fit and say, this is the way to go. I think he's probably got. There's no got, way you do that. I think he's got a bracelet that says WWWD. What would Westbrook do? <laughs> 
But he ain't Westbrook, though. <laughs> You're not Russell Westbrook. I know. You're he... not the villain. Russell Westbrook embraces being a villain and being a guy that's a contrarian and goes his own way. That ain't who Russell Wilson is. Nope. That's never been who Russell Wilson is. Cornball. I mean, listen, he got, he's got, you know what? he just got a bag of money, Look, Sierra's hey, his wife. I mean, if that's, I listen, know. if being a cornball leads to that, cool. I just don't understand why you go with that outfit choice. Let's call it what it is. What's up? That outfit, thirsty. Thirsty, thirsty for attention? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one. That's a little he, He's doing it for the gram. Yep. He's doing it for the likes. Yep. Yeah, that's Absolutely. not something that he really wanted to wear, but that's something that, you know what, I'm going to throw this on to try to make a statement to get some buzz, have people talking. Let's make you a little money. Let's do it. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. All right, Amber hosted us the other day with her Florida Gators. You know, I, I, you know, I don't know if I just spent too much time with her over the last couple of weeks. You bought into it. You were, yeah. you were drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, or, or I guess the Gatorade would be appropriate. Yeah, exactly. You drinking the Gatorade. Yeah, that Gatorade was poisoned. Yeah, I, I guess she's jumped off of the Richardson for Heisman bandwagon <laughs> pretty quickly. The wheels have come off of said wagon as oh, well. Oh my goodness! And it started with that Kentucky defense. That was rough. Yeah. So tonight, little Monday night football. Now, if you'll remember, we hit a parlay for you on Thursday night. In the opener of the NFL season with the Rams and Bills. So tonight, Denver in Seattle, Russ going home. It's a Russ special because of that jacket. Although that jacket would make me want to take him out of the parlay, but I'll do it anyway. Okay. The Broncos on the money line. Mm. We're going to combine that with Russ over 253 and a half passing yards and Rashad Penny under 67 rushing yards. What do you think? I love it. It's not, I love it. It is not what you would call a high-paying parlay. Roughly three to one, Caesar Sportsbook. But here's the thing. You put 50 bucks on it and you make $150. It's also called free money. It's free money. It's free money. Yeah. And I think the game script is going to play out where all of those things are going to happen, Carlin. Yeah, I think so. we got to get to it. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and Out. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. We've got about a minute for it. Ev, let's get it on the screen for what our three and out is today. One of which... Is Scott Frost getting fired by Nebraska? They couldn't wait two weeks to save seven and a half million dollars, Chris. October first, their buyout would have been cut in half. Yeah, I mean, there was a group of boosters that just decided, like wow. Brock Ewer did, that that onside kick had to be the breaking point. Like, we're not, we're not going to wait. We got to kick you out right now. Albert Pujols hit six ninety six and six ninety seven over the weekend. Do you think he gets? He passes a rod, by the way. Does he get to seven hundred before the end of the year? No, I don't think he's going to get to seven hundred before. Oh well, seven hundred. Yes. Is he going to catch Babe Ruth? No. So that no. would be the answer. Babe Ruth's at seven fourteen. I don't think he gets there. He's going to be locked into that four spot all time career home runs. A, a great cap 
to an outstanding career for Pujols. And finally, fire broke out in a parking lot at Hard Rock Stadium. Somebody left their tailgate grill out, and five cars went up in flames. Leave it to Dolphins fans, man. Just leave it to Finns fans. That is a rough, rough thing to come out to your car with. At least they won the game. That's all I can say.